0: It's um, a good way of the couple getting to know you better prior Mm -hmm. to the wedding. So it helps them feel a lot more comfortable with you on the day. At one point, just to kind of really try and uh, lighten the mood, I said to him, just just grab her
1: boob, just give her a little (laughs) grab. he just wet himself laughing. His fiance just like kind of like fell into his arms. They had this lovely moment and i like got some amazing shots.
2: So, and they, they visibly almost like float out of the room. You know, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing to see. And then it's when the reveal comes, when they actually see their photos, they come back to the studio or we do it over Zoom. And um, they just can't believe it.
3: You're listening to Guides for Brides, The Wedding Podcast. I'm Nikita from Team GFB, and if you're planning your wedding or helping someone who is, you're in the right place, because I'll be discussing trends, practical planning tips, and more with the help of some special guests along the way. So, let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome back to Guides for Brides, the wedding podcast. My name's Nikita from Guides for Brides. And in this episode, we'll be chatting about one of the most important parts of the wedding day for a lot of couples out there. We've covered how to find the perfect wedding photographer in a previous episode on this podcast. But what about how to make the most of the photographer or the person that's taking the photos, how to feel confident whilst those photos are being taken, and how to build a relationship with your photographer, especially if you're quite shy or you don't like having your photo taken. I know a lot of us out there can feel a bit self-conscious when it comes to taking photos. and. Especially when you're paying a lot to have these special wedding moments captured forever, you want to not only look your best, but also feel your best and feel comfortable with the person that's behind the camera, as you'll probably be spending quite a lot of time with them. So to help me with this episode, I'm joined by an expert panel of wedding photographers who all have different styles and methods of taking photos. Let's head over to the Zoom call. Hello to my lovely panel today. I'm so excited for you guys to join us on Guide to Brides the Wedding podcast. And what I'll do is I'll let you introduce yourselves to our listeners, starting with some familiar voices who have been on the podcast before, Sam and Steve.
4: Am I doing that bit? Okay, yeah. I'm doing that apparently. So hi, (laughs) we're we're Sam and Steve, uh, Vaughan, otherwise known as Sam and Steve Photography. And we're uh, what we call documentary wedding photographers. And we're based here in North Oxfordshire in Bicester and we always work together as a husband and wife team we've done about 400 weddings now together probably and we specialize in telling the story of a wedding day in a natural uncontrolled um unforced way really and we're proud that we've been guide to finalists for the customer service awards now for five years and that we won two uh to the final awards as well so great to be here great to see all you all you guys thanks for asking us
3: Brilliant. Um, thanks to you both. And next uh, we'll go to David Bostock. David, could you introduce yourself and your photography style,
2: please? Hi, yeah, I'm David Bostock. I'm uh, primarily a wedding photographer. I'm based in a beautiful little village called King Sutton, just south of Banbury. Um, so specialising in wedding photography, really a blend of sort of documentary and I would say fine art fashion uh, is my style i've uh, been shooting professionally since 2008 um hence all the gray hair and um so i've probably shot sort of well over 500 weddings now all over the country and london i also have a second business which is a boudoir photography business which i think we might touch on a little bit later uh called ellie sanderson boudoir photography.co.uk brilliant thanks
3: david and last but not least we've got laura shaw laura take it away with your intro
1: Hi, thank you for having me. Um, My name is Laura Shaw. I am a wedding and motherhood photographer based in West Sussex. Um, I recently uh, was absolutely honoured to win the Guides for Brides Customer Service Award and I um, am just very privileged and honoured to have that accolade and I am passionate about helping couples feel more relaxed in front of the camera for their wedding day.
3: Amazing, thank you all for your wonderful introductions, it's clear that we've got a really vast range of experience here and sort of different aspects as well so from boudoir to motherhood to pure wedding photography so that's fantastic. Um, It's really important to mention that as some of you have already said you are all award winning photographers here so you've got some real experience behind you and a totally expert panel so this is hopefully going to be a fantastic discussion. So I think uh, the best place to start would be chronologically. So um, let's look at before the wedding day itself. The pre-wedding or the engagement shoot uh, has seemed to have taken off in the last few years. Um, Laura, I'm going to go to you on this one. Do you offer pre-wedding shoots and um, why do you think that they can be so useful in helping couples build confidence before their wedding day?
1: I absolutely do offer a pre-wedding shoot for all of my couples, regardless of how many hours they book me for. Um, I think it's fantastic information for me and for them. And I don't think I've done one pre-wedding shoot where they haven't finished and said, oof, that was so much easier than I thought it was going to be. And it just demystifies how the process works. Um, I feel people are very nervous in front of the camera and they don't know quite how to carry their bodies. And without heaping on loads of pressure. um, You can give people movement instructions and just hold hands, walk in that direction, just talk about your first ever date and You can get some amazing shots just from those simple instructions. And people don't even realise that you're taking the photos if you're quite far away. And they end up with a beautiful set of photographs, which they can keep forever, um, that just showcase their relationship. So it's not just about their marriage, it's about their relationship. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, I think also that when people... Think they're going to stand in front of a the camera? They feel like they're going to have very uh, precise instructions, and I don't think that helps people because that makes them a little bit more nervous. Um, I offer a um, posing guide, which isn't really a posing guide, but it's just information about how to hold your body, um, how to stand up straight. It's so just some basics just to start with, and that's available for everyone to have a look on my website if they need that. Um, it's I think it's important to have that session so that I can see as well, like for instance, I've had a couple um, where they're groomed to be, he blinked so much more than the average person. Um, <laughs> and having that information before the wedding was vital because it just meant I just upped my shutter speed whenever I was photographing them for their portraits, because it, it meant that I got more photos of, of him with his eyes open <laughs> rather than <laughs> shut, which if I hadn't have done that pre-wedding shoot, I would never have known. Um, but yeah, I've, I've done quite a lot already this year. It's
0: been fantastic. Also, I think it's it's um, a good way of the couple getting to know you better prior mm. to the wedding. So it helps yeah. them feel a lot more comfortable with you on the day because mm. they've sp- seen you, you've had a chat, You've they've spoken to you, you've spoken to them. So you've spoken about each other. Um, so it's not just on the day they're meeting you in face-to-face properly for the first time, you've had that experience for the hours photo shoot beforehand, which is important, I think, for helping them feel more relaxed on the big day. Absolutely. Yeah,
3: yeah. and and David, do you offer pre-wedding shoots or what's your view on them?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I used to offer them to, to everybody that, that, that booked me uh, and now people can opt for them if they want them and they're included in my top collection as well. I love doing them. Um, I used to always do them at the wedding venue, actually, um, during a sort of quieter time of the week. But I, I do them more and more up near my studio now because then I get a chance to to take them out into the cornfields and the rapeseed fields at this time of the year and the bluebell fields, etc. So we get some really, really great sort of iconic shots. And then I can pop them in the studio and do you know a couple of nice portraits of them as well. Universally, people love the results and they love the experience. And generally... Um, it just means that when I tap them on the shoulder on the day and say, guys, should we go for a couple shots? They're actually looking forward to it rather than dreading it. Um, and, um, you know, I, I always say, uh, it's, it's a great thing to do. And it's really, really obvious to me as a photographer, if they've had a pre-wedding shoot, either with me or somebody else. Because how they stand, how they are with their bodies, et cetera, how they are with each other um, is, is completely different. So I think it's a really good thing to do and I'd recommend it to everybody.
3: Absolutely. And Laura, you mentioned um, about how it's really great for them to get comfortable in front of the camera. Have you had any instances where couples have literally been like, I don't know what I'm doing. I hate being photographed. Like, how do you deal with that?
1: I uh, had a similar um sorry uh, that very instant um crop up a couple of weeks ago I met a couple at their wedding venue and they were having tea inside the venue and I was like are my cameras and I walked in and I'm like right come on in guys let's go and uh, take some photos and the groom was like shocked and he was like <laughs> what are we doing what's going on and then his fiance was like I didn't tell you because I thought you'd be a bit worried and uh, panicky <laughs> about it. And his face is just yeah. like draining of colour. Um, and I was like, <laughs> oh, right. OK, I'll give you guys a couple of minutes to talk about that. And he was like, no, it's fine. Yeah, we'll go and take some photos. I just don't like having my photo taken. And I was like, that's OK. A lot of people say that. Don't worry. We'll just, you know, finish your coffee. We'll uh, we'll go up and, uh, and we'll uh, just have some fun and um yeah he was he was pretty nervous um and I don't think they were very comfortable with like uh, public dis- displays of affection um so to get them to actually come close together and touch each other was um was quite a challenge and uh, at one point just to kind of really try and uh, lighten the mood I said to him just grab her boob just give her a little <laughs> grab and he- he just wet himself laughing. His fiance just like kind of like fell into his arms. They had this lovely moment and I got some amazing shots. And I did actually deliver the boob shot just because <laughs> it, it would just, I knew it would make him laugh and uh, and yeah at the end of that um, the bride uh, to be messaged me and said he's absolutely glowing about his photo shoot um, he had lo- nothing but good things to say so thank you so much and it was it was wonderful I was really nervous beforehand when they said that I was like Oh, no one's ever done this to me before. I'm not sure if, it's, if he's actually going to be okay, but uh, yeah, it worked out
2: really well. It was great.
3: <laughs> have, have the rest of you had any sort of similar experiences by couples? Have said they've just been so anxious.
2: Uh, well, it's 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 funny, you know. You've got to you've got to judge it couple by couple. There's no point in doing the same thing with everybody. You know, you wouldn't do the same thing with a couple in their 60s as you would with a couple in their 20s, necessarily. Mm. Uh, but you know. If the relationship's building and it's going well, you know, I would do things like piggybacks and all that kind of stuff. And uh, they are just killing themselves laughing. You know, I had one where, you know, I was saying, well, I want you to go on his back. And um, he was standing there just talking to me and she was running at him. She just knocked him flying. He just (laughs) went, he just went polaxed and they were just on the floor just killing themselves laughing and it was just it was just so so funny and I do tell that story to all the people I do that shop with I always say to them look I would never ask you to do anything I wouldn't do myself you know it's not about putting you into awkward positions it's making you as natural as possible because on the day I want to photograph you in the same sort of way you know I want you to be looking at each other not at me it's all about you it's not about you know, gurning at the camera, etc. It's having a very, very natural. So when people say your shots look really, really natural, and I say, well, it's it's sort of post photojournalism, if you like. You know, it's <laughs> um, you you've yeah, set the right. moment uh, for it to happen, and it's your job to capture mm-hmm. it.
4: I think it's exactly that, and and a lot of the couples we photograph, they ask, can we bring our kids along if they've got kids already, or can we bring the dog? And we always say yes, because yeah. you, you know, it's just it's a shoot for them to feel comfortable and relaxed, and and enjoy and if they want to bring the kids or the family or the grandparents or whatever that's up to them really you know we're happy to work around that really and from a location point of view we've got various places around uh, our way that we we know and we suggest but if it's a walk along the canal if it's a back garden it doesn't matter as long as it's somewhere where we can get some reasonable light ideally some something of interest from a foreground and background perspective uh, and, and all we do really is just try and make them laugh really you know we tell Steve, I've got a whole repertoire of dad jokes that I, I reel out um <laughs> if, if necessary um and, and as you say we just try and make them not worry about the day really and and one of the things I say is you know look at each other you're better looking than I am which is true probably <laughs> my wife's nodding think I think that's
3: I think the key thing there that you've all pointed out is like laughter um and do you do you find that you know the the sort of practice run of the engagement or pre-wedding shoot is really useful to helping you understand um what makes them laugh and what makes them feel more comfortable and relaxed I think because I don't think it's necessarily about being um really confident in front of the camera it's about being able to relax would you would you agree agree
4: yeah, mm, completely. I mean, the the sort of ultra-confident, you know, it's all about me kind of couples probably don't book our kind of photography anyway because mm-hmm. they're going to want an hour and a half of photos of them on the day just for their Insta and everything else, and that's not really what we're about. So the, the couples we tend to book tend to be shyer, a bit more uh, lacking in sort of self-confidence sometimes and, and self-image uh, belief, if you like. So that's where the sort of pre-wedding shoot is so useful, really. It's just a chance for them to feel um comfortable about the process comfortable with us and know that it's not going to be us dragging them away for an hour and a half from their friends or family on their day
3: you you mentioned that your style is more that sort of fashion um fine art yeah
2: fine Fine art art. yeah Yeah. Yeah.
3: fine art photography that kind of aspect is is um would you find that couples who have a pre-wedding shoot for you are camera confident
2: uh not always no not always but I do have some that are uh you know some that are spending a lot of money on their wedding and spending a lot of money on a wedding dress I'm doing a massive wedding at the Savoy on Sunday that'll be one of those um you know it's a 15,000 pound Greek wedding dress and um it's going to be uh wow. it's going to be a, a whole kind of 250 guests uh job so that will be she is very confident um in front of the camera so you do you do get it sometimes um but often you know it's your job as a photographer to work with everybody um some people absolutely as, as as laura said just absolutely hate having their photograph taken um and just can't stand it so i feel i find that the really important thing about a pre-winning shoot for the, for the relationship of photographer and, and client is is to find some common ground you know um find out what they do you know what do they like you know have they got a dog you know do they love scuba diving do they love skiing you know that kind of stuff as well because there's always some common ground And that really helps build that relationship on the day. So you can talk about, I mean, I talk about things like that really um, on the day and things that we've got in common and things that we've sort of built up that sort of mutual um, thing about. Also talk about where they're going on honeymoon and what they're going to do. And yeah, it just works for me.
1: One of the things I've started doing this year is sending out a questionnaire to do with um, um, just absolute nonsense, really. It's your celebrity crush. Um, your bucket list um, item uh, something on your bucket list sorry Uh, your sorry death row um, uh, meal things like that and it's been really funny actually to see people's uh, responses on that Um, you know and, and like Things like celebrity crushes. Somebody mentioned um, Christoph from Frozen. One of the brides has a crush on an animation. I just <laughs> can't get, can't quite get over that. Um, but it's one of those things that helps. Like David says, it builds that relationship, so people feel comfortable, and you feel, find that common ground between you. Um, which really helps, like with that very awkward couple where um, the groom was, the groom to be was surprised with the shoot. I said, just ima- uh, imagine Anna D'Amers, his celebrity crush, in her lingerie, and then, yeah, natural smiles <laughs> all the way. <laughs> but I mean, also, we also love like creative couples who, um, are happy like one of the things I've started doing is like beach shoots at golden hour and uh, couples who are a little bit more confident a little bit more outgoing and I've been really like blown away by some of the couples once they kind of let themselves like sort of really relax into it they're in the water, they're cuddling up, they're splashing each other, and you get some stunning shots. It's, I, I absolutely love to work with couples like that who are, mm. you know, just willing to try something different. It doesn't always have to be at your wedding venue. You know, let's just, you know, celebrate your relationship and where you like to go. And mm. absolutely love to have dogs come along too. That's one of my <laughs> faves. I've done so many dogs um, on pre-wedding shoots lately. It's been gorgeous. I've, more, more photos of the dogs though, which I need to work on, but... Um, but. <laughs>
2: I, I think one of the, the uh, most important things about, you know, I, I'm obsessed with hands in photographs. photographs. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, took, uh, you know, and, you know, and most photographers are. And it's only when you, you see how a hand should be posed that you can't then look at any of your other photographs <laughs> um, <laughs> that, uh, that it's not in. And, and that, that is, even just that just getting that sorted on the pre-wedding shoot and getting people to know what to do with their hands where to put them and where not to put them the fact they don't put them around someone's shoulder so they like the Adams family hand you know because mm. uh, a hand sort of has to have an arm to make sense yeah. in a photo um those things that people have never looked at you know people when standing in a, in a group will put arms around each other like that and their jackets get ruched up and everything <gasps> like that, yeah, you know, we that they something. have no idea they're doing it <laughs> and uh So just just addressing that, but also where to put the hands when they're posing together, et cetera. And and that's where the sort of fashion style sort of comes in a little bit, you know, Mm. all about the triangles, showing the silhouette of the waist, bringing your hands away, your arms away from the body. Um, It's all sort of basic stuff. But once it's in there, once it's in the muscle memory, you don't have to work with it on the wedding day. You just tweak it.
0: Yeah, it's like, um, because we always, you you work from Tell as well. If you've got a group shot um, and you've looked at a group shot, and and one person has their hands just dangling where everybody else has got them placed. If you look at that person particularly, you can tell they they're looking slightly uncomfortable because they don't feel comfortable because their hands aren't mm. doing something. Um, so that makes a difference in the photo. So you've got to get it right.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so it's the, it's the practice run and gaining more confidence from that practice run, isn't it? Um, I think that leads us nicely on in terms of confidence and sort of, um, I would say maybe posing and learning how how your body works that brings us nicely on to what David does which is boudoir photography now I've heard this is a real confidence booster David boudoir shoots do they really help boost confidence?
2: Absolutely absolutely 100% I mean you know I can't think of a client that hasn't had a transformational experience during it Um, Mm. you know quite naturally everyone's nervous for, for those of the the people listening who are not sure what boudoir photography is uh, it's it's a fairly broad church but generally it's essential um shots usually in some sort of lingerie um often pre-wedding so using some bridal lingerie and veils to wrap people in and things like that uh, what i do is very subtle um it's not too overt um, because that's generally what my clients are booking me for um but you know, we will start a shoot, a shoot with a big white shirt, often the grooms uh, or a jacket of the grooms or something like that. Um, and then we'll just work our way through the shoot to some black lingerie. We have a hair and makeup artist. So it's, a, it's almost like a, a luxury makeover experience. So how often do you get a, a hair and makeup artist for an hour just working on you, just making you feel fantastic before you go into the shoot and then they're there to, to touch up all the way through. But people are... Um, you know, people that are not confident about their bodies or have issues with their bodies, et cetera, um, clothed and unclothed. um, It makes a real, real difference too. And I've been shooting boudoir for for about 10 years now. I sort of hung out with a load of the the boudoir photographers in Las Vegas when I went to the WPPI over there, which is a big wedding um, photography conference. And I got into it and, um, you know, I've done hundreds of shoots now. Um, And it always sort of comes out the same thing. By the end of the shoot, People don't want it to stop. They genuinely do not want it to stop. <laughs> I have to kind of say, right, it's time to get your clothes back on um, now. And, 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 and the end of the shoot, because they just so, and they, they visibly almost like float out of the room. You know, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing to see. And then it's when the reveal comes, when they actually see their photos, they come back to the studio or we do it over Zoom. And um, they just can't believe it. They can't believe they look like that.
3: So there's a way to boost your confidence and to get some really amazing shots for yourself. It's a boudoir photo shoot, basically. It
2: is, and you know, I, I say to people, it is the most personal gift. If you're giving it as a gift, it's 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 the ultimate statement of you. It's the most personal thing you can give somebody. Is 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 a set of pictures of you, um, and the grooms. I mean, uh, as an anecdotal, once we did a shoot with a with a client, and uh, she bought the uh, the grooms term sh- shirt and it was beautifully wrapped and she took an iphone photo she took about 100 photos of every single stage of the wrapping unwrapped it took it out of the cellophane wore it on the shoot and wrapped it exactly the same so when he got his boudoir out, <laughs> wow. out the day he looked at the pictures and he just he couldn't he couldn't he just he couldn't speak he couldn't work out how she was wearing his shirt that he was wearing that day for his wedding um so um yeah amazing
3: Brilliant. And do you find that, um, that for the rest of you, if I open the floor, is there any other sort of ways that you can think of confidence boosting for, for wedding photography? Nope.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, well, we mentioned the pre-wedding shoot already, haven't we really? Um, and, and, you know, Laura's got her posing guides. We, we've got something similar. You know, we talk through, we've got a couple of books. We can lend them if they want to look at that as well, really. But, it depends what they want on the day, anyway. You know, if it, if it is all about them wanting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of photos of them, then then yes, perhaps that's something we need to look at. But a lot of couples, not the kind of couples, that book us, they just want to have a big party, and they want to set a, you know, want somebody to photograph the party, enjoy themselves, and yes, there, of course, there'll be lots of photos of them. But there'll be lots of photos of other people as well. You know, people having fun, people enjoying themselves, people having tender moments, emotional moments, all about the moments, really. So. Sort of kind of way that we approach the the wedding day is it's you don't have to sort of worry about having your photo taken because most of the time you you won't even know. You know, one of the
1: things. Oh, sorry, sorry. Now
4: I was going to say most. You know, couples often say to us the most the favourite photos are the ones they didn't know we took. Nearly always say that. Sorry,
1: Laura. Mm. No, the candid ones, absolutely. And I I was thinking, Nikita, I was trying to think what else it could be. I think during the pre-wedding shoot, constant reassurance is sometimes really vital. For, for certain couples, it really helps them to, um, to you know, enjoy the moment if they know that they're doing something that that is looking good on the back of the camera. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I think just creating that relationship and making sure that they feel comfortable and they wear something that feels like them. Um, I went out to take some headshots with a friend of mine, um earlier today and I picked up a dress and it just didn't look like me didn't feel like me and I felt uncomfortable so I slipped into something else that was same old boring black colors that I always wear but it's it feels like me it feels comfortable and I think that's another part of the pre-wedding shoot or um, any photo that you're having of yourself is always just wear something that feels like yourself and uh, and and you'll you'll be more comfortable when those photos are taken and yeah
2: to obviously my my ex-partner is uh, owns a wedding dress shop so um I know more than is healthy to know of a man of my years about wedding dresses and <laughs> uh and the emotional journey that happens sort of 12 to 18 months before a wedding with multiple fittings and choosing and this type of veil and this type of lace and um and, and the different shapes of the dresses so I do get to know what the client's going to be wearing or what the bride's going to be wearing because, you know, if she's wearing a sort of quite a tight fishtail, then you would probably um, be doing more full length. You'd be uh, looking at that leg position, it's actually pulling the dress out, et cetera, those kind of things because you want to make sure the dress looks as, as brilliant as it can do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so the client, again, gets really, really enthusiastic about that uh, because, you know, you're showing some empathy and, uh, and you're trying to help them look the best they can on their wedding day.
3: Amazing. Yeah, I think as well, I'd like to bring back to the point of wearing something that feels like yourself. You wouldn't buy a wedding dress if you didn't feel like you. it didn't express you. So there can be a lot of pressure on the big day, you know, having so many people around you um, and so many people to please as well. Mum wants this photo, Nan wants this photo, your sister wants something of just the two of you. Would you say that there? are ways to ease that pressure especially when it comes to the photography sam and steve i'll come to you on this one well just talking
0: to them about um certain aspects of the day and what they expect particularly and and i think sometimes as well mothers want the day to run as perfectly as possible because it's their daughter all their sons big day i mean for instance we had um a wedding recently where the mother it was the mother of the bride and um she was and it was her only daughter so you know she only had one go at this and she wanted to make it as per- perfect as possible and she was just so stressed in the morning um so it's like just talking to her just you know saying that everything will be fine it doesn't have to be as perfect as you think it has to be because everybody's going to enjoy the day regardless they're all there to celebrate to enjoy the party and um she actually well the daughter actually came up to me afterwards and and said thank you so much because you really helped this morning um so it's just being aware of all the different things and just seeing different things during the day. And if you can do anything to help, then, what I always do try and help as best I can, really.
4: And I think, you know, we'll always try and accommodate people's requests because, you know, they're the customer, ultimately, and we're the supplier. But some things just aren't possible. They may have seen a photo they loved of a group, and it was probably taken on a beach in... You know, California and and they're getting married at a register office in Banbury. You know, it's just, you've got to to be realistic about things. And no offense to Banbury, David, by the way. Um, (laughs) You're quite quite right. You're
2: quite right about that. No offense to the
3: listeners from Banbury.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. We we love Banbury. Um, (laughs) But uh, in all all seriousness, you know, we we always try and accommodate things and and we always try and listen, but you're also trying to manage expectations. So if they didn't want a particular as you say here, particular elaborate sort of group shots, we we sort of draw the line at doing hearts, so that we get thrown out of the photography union if you do a heart. But still, um, you know, if they do want a particular... uh, Well, well, we can do it, but you've got to realise the amount of time it's going to take to set it up, finding people, getting people, as as David said, getting the hands sorted and things like that, that might take 10 or 15 minutes, which we can do, but in doing that, there's 10 or 15 minutes where you're not doing something else, you're not perhaps having fun talking to people. So it's a case of managing expectations, not just for the bride and groom, but as you say rightly as well for the parents, step parents in some cases. Often, I found in recent times, it's actually it's the mother of the groom rather than the mother of the bride who has perhaps has more sort of uh, requirements or plans, really, perhaps because they don't have such an obvious role on the day. I don't know if that's that's the case really, but often they, I found, I think you agree with me, Sam, but they tend to have more sort of demands on the day, or more or more or more things they're looking for. I mean, rightly, you know, n- not in any kind of mm. problem.
0: You have more to do with the group yeah, um other than me. So um so true. so yeah, I wouldn't I I don't really see that. So and,
4: and I think regarding sort of groups generally, you know, we're documentary photog- photographers, so we don't put group photos on our website, we don't put them on our Instagram, not very often anyway. Um uh, but of course we do them. <laughs> but what we mm. do is part of the process of discussing them the the day we always have a Zoom call or a meetings with our couples at least a, you know, a week before the wedding to run through the final day and we always ask for a list of the groups that they would like and just to manage expectations again we say typically if even if people are available it takes typically about three minutes minimum per group so if
3: wow you, okay so that's a really good tip, tip. yeah
0: so
4: yeah. if you are going to have 10 groups that's half an hour
0: we also do say, though, as well to, to couples, you know, if if there are any, because obviously a wedding is a particular time when lots of members of the family get together that don't very often get together. So if there are groups of the family who would like a picture, but a picture that isn't on the group list that the bride and groom have asked for, then we're more than happy for them to come and say to us at some point during the day, would you mind just taking a group shot of us um mm. for for us and and we're more than happy to do that so. but what we're
4: not going to do is grab them over and say oh go stand in that light you know we're not going to control it that way because that's not our, our start and one of the things I really hate doing on a wedding day is interrupting a, a conversation where you've got some people enjoying each other's company having a laugh or even you know hugging and doing and saying can you just come over here for this group photo <laughs> You know, yeah. so it, so it's 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 all of those things sort of rolled into one. Really, I think it's managing expectations. People understand the time it takes uh, to do to do groups properly, uh, and we do do them properly, uh, and 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 also making them aware of you know if they do have all these group photos, what aren't they doing at the same time? And uh, and the last thing I guess I'd say is, is that I guarantee the bride and groom get fed up before we do
2: because <laughs> the, yeah you
4: know, they've been standing there for ten or fifteen. Minutes, I think. Can we go to the bar instead? And I say, yeah, Kushkan, sure yeah. day. You do what you want. And it's their day. It's not my day, it's their day. Yeah.
1: I yeah, agree absolutely. with you. And I think also um, photographers should have a secondary title as, um, as a wedding runner. I feel there's so much more to being a photographer, especially like bridal prep. It's happy yeah. chaos. Everyone's like very excited, often <laughs> not in their own home. Who's got the deodorant? Uh, where's my veil and you're just like okay click 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 uh veil I think I saw it down says in the way I'll go grab it quickly because everyone else is busy everyone's got a job bridesmaids are very preoccupied with themselves until the moment when they actually go down the aisle they're just kind of they're, they're focused on getting themselves ready there's often children running around um I've actually put together a bridal go box just because the amount of times somebody said to me oh I've got indigestion oh and you could bring out the Rennie tablets you're like there you go have some Rennie I literally used that for myself at a wedding the other week and the groom needed it as well it was quite funny I was like oh I forgot I've got some Rennie um and I said look do you want some of these he was like oh lifesaver um mm. and like uh Kirby grips you cannot have enough Kirby grips at a wedding the amount of times the bride um uh needs to have um okay one second darling <laughs> <laughs> little man's come to visit um, <laughs> and um Uh, they can't get the back of the dress up because the buttons are so like small and detailed and, you know, trying to do it with a fingernail or uh, anything like that. You just can't get them done up. So uh, Kirby grips, fantastic. Safety pins for pinning up the bustle and nobody knows how to do it. We
0: need David's crash course and all things weddings. (laughs) Needle Needle and thread. I needed a needle and thread Mm -hmm. on Saturday just to uh, tack up a little bit of the lace. Um, So, yeah. Uh
4: Well, my my repertoire, because I tend to do the groom prep while Sam's doing bride prep. So my repertoire is a, a collection of handy videos to show how you tie a tie and how you tie a cravat on YouTube, because often people don't know how to do that. Uh, I've always got some spare spare cufflinks in my bag because often they forget the cufflinks and always, always, always at least two packets of extra strong mints just in case they have had a few beers the night before.
2: Oh, great idea. Yeah. I think, I think what we're all saying is a similar thing, but I think what what every, most couples forget is they don't have much experience often of exactly what happens on a wedding day. Um, And, you know, as well as being a wedding runner, I think you sort of have to be a wedding planner. Um, Certainly, um, you know, I'll give you an example. This wedding I'm doing on Sunday, which is probably one of the most complicated weddings I've ever done, um, is we've had four, five calls about it already. Um, So I know every single step of the way what is happening. So for example, the bride, uh, one of her big things was she wanted a shot getting into the car with her dad. Um, and I've sort of had to explain to her, I've got to travel from um, Wandsworth to Paddington to the uh, Greek Orthodox Church. And if my taxi takes a different route, the chances are I will arrive after her <laughs> for the ceremony. So that can't happen. So I have to re- I have to leave 45 minutes before she leaves to make sure that I'm there. I do have a second photographer. Um, so every part of the day has been mapped out. Things like group shots, uh, we're gonna do those in the, high po- in the in the park behind the Savoy. You know um, things like I don't know how many people it's going to be. It's Sunday, I guess lots of people. If it's a nice day, are going to be out in the park. You know those things you can't legislate for, but you can plan around them. So if this happens, we'll do this. If this happens, we'll do this. So I always say, um, fail to plan, plan to fail. That's my sort of motto. Um, yep. You cannot overplan for a wedding as a photographer, and you know I'm maybe suspicious, but you know I'm got, I've got a wedding at Head's of House tomorrow, and the thing I will do after this call is I'm going to be typing up again the running order, the group shots, who's the key people, the phone numbers, etc. Because I have to have it in my format, and that's its way of getting back into my muscle memory when I leave the house. Our camera bag's already packed, I'll double check it again. And so I'm prepared, but also the couple are prepared for exactly what's gonna happen, where I'm going to be, et cetera. And they really, really, really appreciate this. And I'm sure the other um, photographers on this call would agree with this, you know, it's about about sort of A, managing their expectations, providing as much as you can for them on the day, but also making them think about things that they probably haven't even given the second thought to. Things like how long it takes to get a group together. Uh, yeah. you know what happens if it rains you know what happens <laughs> yeah been are, there. You, wearing, are <laughs> you wearing a cathedral length veil in a force nine gale what's going to happen to that veil um <laughs> you know I remember doing a a, a a shooter in a castle and um the bride is uh, was having a bit of trouble with her veil and it obviously hadn't been put in hard enough by the makeup artist, i will say to brides, unless I see you grimace when that veil goes in, I know it's not in tight enough, and um, (laughs) and, and literally it floated out of her hair, and I watched it go into the moat,
0: oh no, (laughs)
2: Um, there was nothing that could be done, but luckily we got many, many shots beforehand, Um, but you know, things about wearing a veil, if you've never worn a veil before, they have a life of their own, if it's windy and you end up being wrapped in them like a fishing net. Um, And so this kind of lovely vision you've got with your veil flowing beautifully behind you, like this photo I've got behind me, that often doesn't happen. Um, And, you know, it's just, it's just planning, 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 and just working with them and having maybe two or three calls, if that's what it takes. So we're all on exactly the same page. Once the wedding day starts, it's gone. That that train is gone. You know, you can't do anything about it. Um, We're on wedding time. Um, it's going to start and it's going to stop at some point, and you'll shoot everything in between. But the more prepared you can be as a couple and as a photographer, the better.
1: Yeah. Oh, that veil story is quite funny. Uh, last week I was shooting a wedding, and my second said, Oh, as you're close to the bride and they're together and we're doing bridal portraits, just lift up her veil. And uh, I did it, and the wind caught it. And he said, Okay, just do it one more time. I did it again, and the entire thing came out of her. Hair. <laughs> It wasn't in tight enough. There was no grimacing to be done. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so Brilliant. the point is, veils have a life of their own Grimace yep. <laughs> when you when you have to get them put in. Um, but also, your photographer has seen everything. I think
2: we keep saying we're going to
3: write a book. <laughs>
4: it shouldn't happen to a wedding photographer
3: yeah (laughs) (laughs) absolutely but um i think all of you kind of touched on the the group shots and how much organization they take do you have any recommendations um i might go to each of you here for for group shots um in terms of you know how far in advance you should let your photographer know what kind of group shots you want i mean obviously there is the opportunity to tap them on the shoulder on the day for your guests and say oh can you grab a quick shot of us here that's fine but the the formal ones the ones that nan's going to want on a mantelpiece any tips for that
4: well first off to have a list (laughs) you'd be amazed how (laughs) often that people think they even think about it until we we sort of say to them really um and and also to think about your family dynamics because in this day and age there's obviously obviously lots of step step brothers and step sons and step cousins and you know, if you don't have that person in the photo will that upset somebody else, you know, we don't know any of that kind of stuff. So they're kind of got to work that out themselves, really. Um, so yeah, have a, have a list, discuss it with your photographer beforehand. Ideally have at least one or two people on the day that can help find people, particularly if it's a venue, such as a hotel where people can go and check in or go to different bars or just wander around and get lost, because they do. Um, and then I think the point we made earlier, just managing expectations in terms of time it takes to do them, really. Uh, they they always seem surprised when you tell them it's at least three or four minutes per group minimum, and that's even if the people are standing, standing there waiting, there. yeah, waiting to have them done. I
0: mean, because I I always I often say, you know, I mean, I can talk, I can shout uh, loud, but you 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 can find you find so often that because families haven't seen each other for such a long period of time, especially speci- last especially years. just yeah. recently, um, they're in their little bubble and they're talking and they're catching up, so they're not they're totally oblivious to whatever's going on around them. So you can shout as much as you like and they won't hear. Whereas if you've got somebody who knows who that person is, they can actually go up and say, sorry, we need you for a photo.
4: Mm. But Mm. the whole sort of talking though and catching up, we had a wedding on on Sunday um, and I've got a lovely photo of the groom just before the ceremony, uh, reaching over and talking to the ground. Grandfather of the bride, who obviously hasn't seen for a couple of years, and it's just a moment of the two of them talking, shaking hands, and catching up with each other. And to me, that's far better than any group photo they could have had because it's a real life moment. So, again, mm. you know, you don't have to have hundreds of group photos. Of course, you'll have the family pressure to have some. Of course, you do. But it's your wedding day. You have what you want.
1: Mm. I've found working from the biggest group to the smallest group has been um, quite a, a time saver. So if we start with everybody and then strip people out and then I can say, right, you guys are done and it saves people loitering around. I I say between one and 15 group photos. And if you want more, we can do um, like friends and less, um, you know, the grandparents, you know, they need to, they're more formal and they want to be done um, at the group formal time. But if it's your hockey club or golf buddies, we can get everybody on the dance floor later because when they put down that they want 20 plus group formals, like, Sam and Steve said they'll get bored before I will um, and and I've had a bride say actually enough I, I just can't do this anymore let's let's yeah. chop, just just mm-hmm. ditch it um so that's another way of doing it and, and by splitting it up in that way means that it's not all done in one condensed sort of a time frame and yeah, pre-wedding sorry pre-wedding questionnaire um definitely any family dynamics to be aware of um and uh, and definitely list out the shot list and i and Sam, what you were saying about getting people's attention, I find sometimes it's easier to ask the bride and groom for the actual names of the people um, in yeah. the family. So rather than saying bride's family, you can say, right, Julia over there. You know, yeah. when people hear their name they that, you know, they, they, go, oh, yeah, that's okay, that's me.
0: And we do have the group that have the names of the people on, mm. on that list, but as oh, I said, they're just yeah, really
1: distracted then. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> And, uh, and actually, we've say, had we've had an usher go up to one person at a wedding a few weeks ago, um, because we'd shouted and she'd not come over, and he went and even him tapping her on her shoulder a couple of times, she still didn't turn around immediately. No.
4: She's In her own
2: world. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh dear.
2: I, I would I would say I mean I I approach this slightly differently. Um, I, I start off by sitting down. With, you know, generally, if people are booking me at 12 18 months before their wedding sometimes sort of 2 years before the wedding we've got lots of time to talk about this um, and i talk about when you come away from your wedding and you open that gallery of wedding pictures what what do you want to see what what sort of what what sort of feel of pictures do you want to see at the end of the day do you want all the moments or do you want lots of family groups you know what is the most important everybody says oh i just want the moments etc Yet when you get the list, it's a very different thing. So I say to them, look, you know, you've got an hour and a half to two hours of your champagne reception. That is the most important time period of the whole day in terms of photography, because um, during that time, you need to go after some couple photos. We need to do the group shots. We want to shoot the room. Um, we want to shoot lots of moments and candidates, and those moments have to be allowed to happen. You know, someone standing there drinking a beer is not a candid photo, in my book. It's a, uh, it's you're looking for a story, you're looking for stories to develop, etc. And you can only get so much into that sort of an hour and a half, two hour period. Um, and so I say to them, look, here's six ideas for your shots. You know, bride and groom, bride's family, bride and groom, groom's family, um, bridal party all the brides, girls, all the, all the guys on the stag, all the, all the boys, and a group shot of everyone. That's, that's sort of your starting point for 10. Um, obviously, if you've got grandparents and you want a specific shot with those, et cetera, but I start with six, and I say, using six, I can get pretty much everything through an hour and a half champagne reception, if you've got an hour and a half champagne reception. If you give me a list of 10, 12, 15, 20, something's got to give. Yeah. Um, I work on my mm. own generally and I'm not going to be able to get all those candidates that you want or I'm not going to be get all those uh, we're going to have to go away for five minutes instead of you know 25 minutes for the couple shots etc so we just educate them um, I find generally the couples themselves aren't really that bothered about group shots but the parents are very bothered about mm. them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so as a as a photographer it's really important to check back in with your clients a week before the wedding because i guarantee that group shot list will have changed substantially sure. um <laughs> and and that's where you go back and 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 talk to them again about this this timing and okay if we use 3 minutes and i think that's 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 great that's if i i say it's going to be 4 or 5 because always people always go and feed their baby or they've got to get something out of the car yeah. or they've gone to the um, loo or they they can't be found um you know and just put it in so say so yeah that's that's 15 shots so that's um you know that's that's 45 minutes and you've got an hour how how's that going to work um mm. and and, it, and and it does come and i i sometimes have a, a must have list of groups you know these are the you know got to have these and then i have a nice to have and the nice to have I bolts on at extra points during the day, or as Laura mm. said, join on the dance floor or in front of a flower mm. wall or something like that. So it's, again, it's the educational side of it. And, um, uh, and doing it like that and don't, and, and don't mess around, get people to help you get, um, get mm. a groomsman or a bridesmaid, preferably both. Somebody knows one, one family, somebody knows the other family, etc. They mm. have the same list as you. They have, like Laura said, you have the names of the people in the group you know bride's family could mean anything it could mm. mean bride and groom mum and dad it could mean bride and groom mum and dad brothers and sisters it could be bride and groom mum and dad brothers and sisters partners aunties uncles you know group shop could be anything from four to 40 people Absolutely. for a fam for a, for a bride's family but you've got to find out what that is because you've got to know where to pose them because if you've got them in a In a place where there's no elevations and you can't put people behind people then you know you've got a problem if you suddenly get a shot of 25 people
1: Mm. having the bride and groom communicate to their families and like the ushers and the bridesmaids we're going to be doing group photos um at say four o'clock so you know if you are all in a hotel you know stay close you know do it afterwards just that small little message Mm. that filters through the families it's just been invaluable um and and you know some people they have a like an order of service for their entire day and they put it on there to say right we're going to be doing group photos at this time I've had 150 people on um some like ballroom steps going up and the parents of the groom were missing and they'd gone to their car which was seemingly a long way away or they were very slow walkers and it was like do I get them off of the stairs do I were they going to be back any second it was like okay we're about to take the photo but they've just suddenly decided to go to their car and it was oh very infuriating and that little bit of information is just uh, it helps <laughs> I'd yeah, give that brilliant. as a tip for sure
2: <laughs> and the final final thing I, I'd add is that um be aware of children in photographs and particularly babies Um, because what will happen is, ironically, they won't look at the camera. So their parents will do everything to get them looking at the camera, which means when the baby's looking at the camera, the parents are looking down at the baby. Yeah
1: or pointing time. to your camera <laughs> pointing to the camera or
2: somebody oh. next to them is going trying to tickle them or talk to them mm. so you've got about five people in the photograph that are focused on the baby but not mm. on you but then the baby's just staring straight at you but nobody else is that's <laughs> number one uh, and they have no idea they're doing it absolutely no idea and that's that's absolutely fine it's not their fault they just don't know they're doing it and the second thing is these days um you know there there are maybe 50 to 100 iphones at a wedding Um, I've got them on my shoulder Mm. when I'm doing the group shots. They're lined up like a pack Mm. of 20 people, all trying to get my shot, which is absolutely cool with. But I just sit back and let them do their shots. Uh, I don't even touch my camera um, because I wait till they get a little bit bored. And then I take the shot because then everyone will be looking at me, not at their brother or not at their son or mm. not at their wife, because you, then you'll get eyes that are going all over the place. And it looks really weird in a close yeah. group to have eyes that are in different places. You want them all focused on your camera. Mm.
0: Mm.
4: I always say, look at me, I'm the guy, the paying. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Going back to David's point about the children, um, I recently saw a tip from another photographer on Instagram and I've 100% stolen this. Um, But I ordered these little squeaky toys. They're like uh, the inside of a dog toy and it just does a little squeak. And if you squeeze that, the babies, or toddlers, they all just kind of like look straight at you, um so it saves the parents going, "Look, look over there and it's been i um, I did motherhead sessions all over the weekend, and it was absolute like. Game changer. Everybody was looking. Nobody was like all over the place. It was wonderful. Really good, really good tip. I thought that's really helped me. I'm definitely going to be using it for
2: weddings. Once upon a time, I did a, I did a bridal shoot for a, a big venue and uh, they had these beautiful, beautiful dogs. They had seven dogs in flower collars and a beautiful bride. Now these dogs were not looking at me. They were sniffing each other's bottoms. They were doing everything. It was a nightmare. So the only thing I got someone to run behind me with some sausages, and they all went boom. And I got one shot. I got the shot. I will send it to you. you. It's it's, it's fantastic. Somebody had a sausage in the kitchen, um, and they could obviously smell it. And they all eyes just changed. Bang. Bride, the eyes well, well, open. <laughs> Genius. No comping. It was just. I only got one out of fifty images with with them all looking at me. But that was the one. The sausage shop. Oh, that's good. Good tip. Good tip. Yeah,
3: I'm gonna use that. Like, never work with dogs. Never work with animals and children. Is is that the, is that the phrase?
2: <laughs> On the internet.
3: And the internet, yeah, um, I think what we'll do is we're coming up to the end of our of our of our session today, um, but I think what I'd like to hear from you all individually um is what your best bit of advice is for couples planning right now when it comes to their wedding photographer, Laura, let's go to you first for this one.
1: Oh, I think definitely have a chat with whoever you're um thinking about having as your wedding photographer you will spend more time with your photographer than probably anybody else on that day. And if you don't get on with them or you feel uncomfortable for whatever reason, um, that will come through on your images and you just won't have a good day. Um, mm. I am a professional third wheel and um, I absolutely click with all of the couples that I've worked with. And, um, and I think that's largely down to the lots of chats we have before they book. Um, so just research and actually talk to the people before you book them.
4: Amazing. Steve, let's go to you next. Well, I'd echo the, do your research and recognise that there are different types of wedding photographers. You know, the, uh, we're all different here. There are different styles, different genres. Recognise that, first of all. I'd, I'd say, you know, we've had some brides recently where they've had a, you know, a, a very, very detailed spreadsheet, rightly, for the plan for the day. I would say, recognise that something won't go to plan. I can almost guarantee that something won't go to plan based on your in your timing, but don't worry about it. It's your day it's your wedding day. Enjoy the day. You know, it's not a military maneuver. It's a Mm -hmm. wedding day. So, you know, don't worry about everything being perfect. Just remember that you're there to enjoy it with the friends and family and the people that you love. Most of all, of course, your your partner. So really don't, don't stress if things don't go 100% as planned. Enjoy the day because it goes like that. It literally just fly by. Brilliant.
3: And Sam, have you got a tip? (laughs) <laughs> I think you've just said it
0: um, just yeah don't don't worry if you know if something doesn't turn up or if something breaks or you know just, just go with the flow um, and if somebody upsets you on the day just move away ha- take a breather um, and not worry about it because alcohol involved always mm. turns people into something else um so um so yeah just just step back um and just enjoy it because as steve said it goes so quickly i mean all of our couples say that the day just went so quickly they didn't remember half of it Mm. because it just was like a a blur Mm. um even with all the planning and everything and we say that to them over and over and over again um because it's just one day
4: Mm.
0: it's one day and you've got to make the most of it
4: absolutely
3: And finally, David, what is your top tip?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, I echo what um, both Laura and Sam and Steve have said. Absolutely. I mean, it it falls into two camps. Um, You've got to love your photographer's work. You've got to really be drawn to their images and you've got to be able to see yourself in their images, if you see Mm. what I mean. Um, You know, there are. 50,000 wedding photographers, I don't know how many in the UK, um, all with a slightly different style, some with a more overt style, some that, you know, um, but you've got to love the images and then you've got to love, I don't mean love the photographer, but you've got to really... you know as as Laura said you know we are we are like a third guest at your wedding um you know we are a guest you dress like a guest you behave like a guest etc and um you've got to really really sort of bond and be very very comfortable with your photography if if you're comfortable with your photographer and confident and you love their images it's an absolute winning team team completely
4: yeah Yeah. I thought one more if I'm allowed one more
3: Sure,
4: go for it. <laughs> uh, go for it. <laughs> I, I, when you're looking at photographers, I'd always ask to see a real wedding that they've photographed, not just some, you know, some mm. some some stylized shoots. Because, with mm. all respect to you know, going to a lovely venue with a beautiful bride and groom, mm-hmm. and you've got complete control of the day for a, for a stylized shoot, that's not a wedding mm. day. A wedding day, as mm. we know, lots of things go wrong, lots of things mm. can happen. So you know, always ask to see a photographer's real wedding. Ideally, a whole a whole wedding rather than just a few Mm. images on Instagram
1: yeah 100% I agree with that
2: (laughs) and and yeah and and preferably three I would say you know if you're and see three Mm. full weddings if you if they've seen three full wedding galleries from you from from the from the minute you opened your camera bag to the time Mm. you put your camera bag away warts and all you know um, you're going to get a pretty good idea of what Mm. you get on the day and don't just meet one photographer you know um, meet at least three photographers I have at least three meetings preferably face to face I know it's a rarity these days with uh, with everyone doing Zoom but I know before Zoom came along I was always meeting my clients you know there's always be a cup of coffee here and, and um, but you know technology and, and, and modern life means that you know often we use Zoom uh, more um, but it's yeah. just make sure you're, you're meeting two or three because it will be very very obvious after meeting two or three who you want to book Look. exactly
0: yeah definitely definitely and and you've got and you as you said you've got to be comfortable because the is with you for a long time um i mean we're with with we're with our couples for between 12 or 14 hours on the day so you know and um you see brides in quite a state of undress so they need to be comfortable mm-hmm. with you being around and not wondering at certain points of the day where you are because then they're not enjoying the day absolutely
3: yeah absolutely okay fabulous well that brings this episode to a close we hope you found it super super useful and thank you so much to sam steve david and laura for joining me today what a fabulous panel you can find all of their details in the show notes on uk and in the caption below if you're watching us over on youtube you will we will also put their instagram handles so that you can follow them on instagram and once again thank you so much to list for listening to guide Brides the wedding podcast we'll be back with our next episode in a couple of weeks time and you can follow us on social media in the meantime at guides for brides chat to you all soon thanks for listening to this episode of guides for brides the wedding podcast head over to guidesforbrides.co.uk for to continue your wedding planning and don't forget to like follow and subscribe on our social media channels at guides for brides